This is the Brandon T. Adams Audio Experience. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Brandon T. Adams Audio Experience. I'm Brandon T. Adams, and we are here with Jacob K. Mead, who has been on the show before. He was, he's, we've got to know each other over the years. Jacob, thank you for coming on the show, man. Thank you for being here. Excited for the talk. Are you in Des Moines right now? I am in Des Moines, Iowa, and thank you so much for having me. I, I really do appreciate it. And it's awesome to be back. I, I love coming on shows for a second time, and it's just great to be here. It's it's good to have you, and I, I love everything you talk about, about buying time back. You know, as an entrepreneur, even like other entrepreneurs out there, business professionals, as they get busier, as they make more money, sometimes they lose time, time with their family, time with friends, time to really travel, and some people with the business they actually create a job for themselves and they don't understand how to step away from the actual position. You've been able to do that with your business, built a seven-figure business that now you can step away from. It runs on its own, on its own, and you have passive income from that while you're now really growing the Jacob Kameed, Jacob Kameed Consulting. And then also we got a mastermind event coming up here November 9th in Des Moines, Iowa. Before we jump into all that, my first question, I was in the gym this morning. I was listening to the Buy Time podcast, which I love. You talked about the death circle, the death circle. Did I get that right? Death circle, right? Yep. Tell me, 100%. tell the listeners what that means when you say the death circle. So this is one of the most struggling parts about stepping away from a business and kind of letting it run on its own. And there's a whole process to getting to stepping away. And I cover all of those processes in, in my buy time process. But once you get to the point and you step away, it's very easy to slip back into the thought process of I have to go back and I have to support my team. I'm not supporting my team. I have to be there. I have to be involved in the everyday operations. And so what happens is we, we step away from our business. We get to that point where we overcome that guilt. But then we start to feel almost uncomfortable. We start to get this feeling of doubt, like maybe, you yeah. know, you're doing something wrong. It's almost like the, like I feel like a very uncomfortable feeling. And I find that a lot of times business owners, when they start to feel that uncomfortable feeling, they go back to a place of comfort and that's nourishing their baby, right? So their, their business is their baby. And so they go back and they start nurturing their baby again, but they're doing it by stepping back back into their business. And so it's an endless circle. So then they go back, they'll do that for oh a year or whatever, get back to the point where, oh, now I have to get back outside of my business and, and work on it instead of in it. And it's just this constant circle of going back and forth. And so they never really accomplish what they're truly trying to accomplish. And that's why I think the biggest thing for me was I had to step away for at least two years to know that I can do it. Am I guilty of getting stuck in the trap? Absolutely. And this is why I share the message of how to actually break out of that and set yourself free and let yourself have the freedom of time and actually see your business excel without you having to do do everything every single day. So let's let's uh, talk. Somebody watching this right now or listening to this and they are a busy CEO, founder of a company, and they feel very overwhelmed with their process. Maybe they're catering to many employees, they're, they're doing jobs they shouldn't. What are a couple, one or two tips, very tactical things you can tell them right now that they can do today to start working their way to buying more time back? Number one, take inventory. Everyone has 
a list of yeah. everything that they're doing. And a lot of the times it's figuring out what you are doing. Okay, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and I don't need to be doing X, Y, and Z. But then it's having the mindset of, I can let go of this. I can relinquish the control, let someone else handle this, and they can take that and, and run with it. I, that's the biggest part on the buy time process is the relinquishing control. A lot of the times business owners, especially or high level executives, they feel that they need to control what's going to happen because they know what's best or they know how to close a sale. And I find that with that, like that thought process, you're never going to win. You're never going to relinquish control. You're never going to give, get back your time because you're doing it all. And so even if you give a job or give an opportunity to your employees, to your team, and they do it 80% as well as what you're doing it, you've bought back your time and you've, you've empowered them and they're going to continue to do a good job for you. So it's really relinquishing your control, letting go and realizing your team can handle it and then testing them. It's all about the test. And they're not, they're all not going to pass the test. And here's the kicker with that. It's going to make you feel defeated. But then you have to learn to overcome that and realize that we all go through struggles. We all go through failures and you coach your team through those and it makes them stronger in the process. It's, I heard so many times growing up, like if you want to do something right, you got to do it yourself, which is such a bad way to think of things because there's, you can't scale with that. Um, I love the story that you shared of the employee where you missed out on a sale and you were watching it and you wanted to step in and do it yourself, which I've had this so many times. I want to step in. Thing is, if you step in, you don't allow a learning moment for that person to learn and then get future sales. Can you share that very specific example? Oh, because I think it's so good for that, the listeners to hear. That story, I mean, it, it still to this day resonates with me because I remember the exact feeling I had. And so here, here's the story. I'm at my store and I'm in the back room working. And typically what I would do is I would go out and assist my sales team if they needed help with anything, or I noticed that there's any struggles, I would try and go out and, and help them during the course of a sale. And so I'm in the back listening to a sale uh, go on and it's about a $4,000 sale. So it's $4,000, which is pretty good for our, our location. And I'm in the back listening to this going on and I'm like, okay, this is an easy close. I, they got this, they can do it. And then I start you know, hearing it drift away and I'm like, okay, guys, like lock this in. I'm thinking like, what's going on? And I, I am so close to going out there. In fact, I have like my hands on the edge of the seat, gearing to push myself up to like walk out there. And there was something that just clicked that told me to stop. They, it just said, stop, let this happen, see where it goes. And I'm yep. like, okay, I will see where it goes, but we could really use this, this amount of income for our business, but I will let it go. And so I didn't, I didn't get up. I, I stayed in that chair. I almost had, it's like super glue. I was like stuck in this chair. I couldn't get out. And I hear the sale get lost. I hear the customer say, well, that gives us something to think about. And then they walk out that door. So I take a deep breath and I'm just like, dang it, we lost this sale. Like what went on? So before I went to in, right into coaching or you know, screaming at my employee, like, why'd you let this happen? Like we had it. All you have to do is X, Y, and Z. I took a step back and I said, okay, what are some areas that we lacked in? Like, where did we go wrong? Because a lot of the times it's in my coaching or it's in the leadership that, that matters. And so I had to figure out where I went wrong as a leader, because 
the message didn't get across to my to my team. And so brought him in for a one-on-one, had a one-on-one conversation, and we figured out exactly what went wrong, how to improve. And then he said, hey, listen, I, I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean for that to happen. I know that was a, you know, a really big kick for our business. And I feel bad. I say, hey, you don't have to feel bad. It's a learning experience. We all make mistakes. I've been there. I've done it. I want you to understand that I understand that I'm partially at fault because you didn't have all the tools or you didn't understand all the tools completely. And then ever since that day, he's able to close sales over and over and over. And they're bigger sales than what the $4,000 sale is. And so I now know I'm so confident in understanding that he knows how to close sales that I can step away from that. I, I don't have to be the one constantly worrying. I know it's going to get done. But I often think back, like if I didn't do that, if I got out of that chair and I took over, it would have been a completely different story. So I, this takes me back to so many memories, uh, Jacob, like just in terms of my own kind of situation where I actually jumped in or did it myself, like bad habits, or would go right into the coaching, this, this. I love your approach of really stepping back and looking at this. And I think people listening, a couple things here to state. One, learn to take a deep breath sometimes and know that the employees or people in your team were never going to be just like you. They're never going to do it just like you. And that's fine because they're not you, but they're going to have their own way of doing it. And if you can allow them to step into their own way and be there for a force, sometimes the best lessons are learned by them experience it themselves. But also when you give somebody an idea, but you make them think it's their idea, not your idea, <laughs> it's their idea because they're more likely going to learn from that process. So that is, okay, one good thing. Now I want to talk to scale. So when you were at, let's say multiple six figures to get in your business to seven figures, what were the things that you had to put into place to achieve that seven figure year business? So the number one I, I can actually remember this because I, I felt stuck and I was like, hey, we're here. Like I celebrated. I'm like, hey, great. We're multiple six figures. But like, this is where I want to be. I want to be at least at seven figures. What can I do to accomplish it? And so I went through this long list of things that I can do. And I realized it was, and this is another thing is I realized it was adding a lot of time to my plate. I'm like, man, this is like, I, I can't do this all. Um, so I'd say a couple things. One, you need to make sure you have the right team. You need to make sure you have the right team that's there yeah. for the long haul and not just there for the short haul. Okay. Because there's a big difference. And then um, you actually have to make sure that they're in the right seat. So make sure that they are in the right position for them. And sometimes that takes some learning um, to figure that out, but that's so important to make sure that they're in the right seat. Otherwise it's just not going to work. Meaning out. they could be in the wrong position with the company, but that doesn't mean you need to get rid of them. They just need to move to a different position. I because right. you gotta, a, you got to figure out their strengths. And we 100%. And as a leader, you should recognize this. There's some really good. So I see this a lot in companies. There's a lot of really good employees out there, but they're in the wrong position in a company. But it's about figuring out what works for the both of you and aligning that. Um, so make sure to have a good team. And then make sure that you're looking at systems and automations because we have so many different options out there now to help streamline a process and make it simpler that you need to look at that and whatever that is for your business. So the way I did it is I said, Hey, this is what we're, we're spending a lot of time on. We're spending a lot of time on getting people quotes. Like that's what we were spending a lot of time on. Okay. So how can I streamline the process of getting quotes? Well, two different ways. I could put all of our pricing online, maybe not the best way to do it because then our competitors easily see our pricing and, and undercut us. Right. 
or I can figure out a system to put in place that automatically gives the customer a price quote once we have their email or phone number so we can reach out to them and contact them directly. And I was like, that's a, that's a good idea. But then we're also calling them and constantly having to follow up right after they send it. And that's a lot of time. So I basically figured out, Hey, let's put together this, this website that has all of our instant quote, uh, instant quotes on there. The customer gets an instant quote as soon as they go to our website on the price quote. Then after they have that price quote, then my team can follow up with them and say, hey, I just want to make sure you've got that price quote and answer any questions for you. So we really narrowed down our process and in, in, in our lead gen. All of that we really narrowed down and it was all because of systems and automation. I like it. Systems in place, automation and and doing things that can run while you're not around. I mean, go back to the podcast show I was listening this morning. You're recording from Nashville at the because you were in town last week for Rise and Record. And you were able to record, be in a different city, 10 different events while your business is still running, which is pretty awesome. By the way, you crushed you on stage. I really enjoyed we had to share. Uh, I love you're getting this speaking world now. And the cool full circle here, which I, I want to talk about is how we met and how now we are going to be doing an event together. So back in 2000, I think it was 16 or 17, uh, you attended the Young Entrepreneur Convention. These are both Iowa people. I remember you coming there and then we stayed in contact. You followed on social media. And then about a, not a year ago, maybe eight months ago, you had joined the Rise Record Mastermind. So we got to travel the country and have some fun together, pray Montana, Iowa, Nashville. But now full circle, doing a event in Des Moines, which I am so excited because I used to live in Des Moines. That's where your stomping grounds is. It's a buy time mastermind on November 9th. So can you talk to us, share with the listeners why they should be there, what they're going to learn. You're speaking. I'm going to be speaking. Uh, give them insight of why they should get a ticket to this mastermind event. Okay. So, well, first of all, if, if you're a person that doesn't want to relinquish control and you just want to do everything on your own, then maybe it's not the event for you. But yes. if you're feeling the stress and you're feeling the pressure of, I can't do this, I can't wear all of these hats like everyone thinks a business owner has to do, and you want that freedom of time and you want your business to actually be a time asset versus a time liability, then the event is definitely something you'll want to attend because I'm going to talk about the buy time process. I'm going to talk about all the different stages in the buy time process, what it takes to actually make it happen, how to overcome the feeling of guilt. And that's a big one. And that's a huge one right there. That's a, It's almost like a, an entrapment. Um, how to overcome that feeling of guilt. And then also how to empower your team, how to let them take control and how to scale your company without you having to do every er, er, everything every single day. Um, and then and it's just, you know, it's so important because if you're looking to scale, we have so many businesses out there, and I see this a lot, that the business owner is working 40 to 60 hours a week in their business. And they do this until they put a close sign up on their business and walk away. They have no plan. Even if they, they, they have no plan to even sell, they don't know how to sell or they can't sell because they haven't been able to set up. Just one thing I want to state there. There are people out there today that have a very valuable business. And they walk away and they don't even know that they can sell it for a large multiple. That's the fact. And there's a lot of business going to be sold, but people also don't understand like putting themselves in position. If you ever want a sellable asset, I learned this the hard way, by the way. Oh, if you want an asset that's worth something like a business, 
you have to do what you do, what you've done with your company is make it where you don't have to be there. Because why would somebody want to buy a business that's completely tied to you? And then, okay, you're selling and then you're going to stay employee of the business. I've looked at business that's good without you. Yep. And I, and I told people this because I've looked at other business ventures and I go through the books and then I ask the business owner, I'm like, why, like, what's this 60 hours here? And it's, oh, well, that's, that's, that's how much I'm working. I go, okay. Um, so what happens if you're not there? Uh, well, things, you know, kind of set on fire and, and it's, it's in like, well, if you're selling the business to me, you're the business owner and you're no longer going to be in the business. Well, now I have a fire on my hand that I have to try and figure out. And so it's, it really is a drawback, especially if you're trying to sell your business, because nobody wants to go in and buy a business knowing that it's only it's only ran when the business owner is there. It's it's, it's a time liability. It take, it'll suck your time away. You're buying yourself in another job. Don't buy yourself a job, buy yourself a business. So true. So, okay, November 9th, Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, where's this at? Explain the details of the event. Yeah, so it is going to be at Fort Des Moines, which is downtown Des Moines Hotel. We have an executive room there. Uh, It's limited to 12 people, by the way. So you have to get your ticket soon because this is limited to 12 people. There is no more chairs. So there's 12 chairs. It's it's intimate. and it's an intimate as intimate as it can get because I, I really I really want the message to come across. I really want to learn about the struggles in everyone else's business to be able to help them get to the process of buying back their time because it is important. It's it's important so you can spend time with family. It's important so you can focus on other business ventures. It's important so you can have that freedom of time. And you can know that your business is a time asset versus a time liability. But yes, and then after after the uh, event, we're going to have a VIP dinner. Um, just really get to know each and every one of you that attends and actually build that connection, build that long lasting connection. Because I am out there to help everybody. It's what I do. I, I like to help people. I like to fix things that might be broken. It's what I've done all my life and I want to continue to do it. So make sure, I mean, you got to be there. You got to be there. If you're thinking right now, Man, I, this sounds like something for me. I, I really do need to get my time back. DM Take me. Action. Let's like let's connect. Like I'm all over social media. You can find me. I'm at Jacob K Mead on all the socials. So I mean, let's let's connect because I'd love to have you there. So I'm just gonna add to this. Uh, Jacob's gonna talk him through his whole process, which he has about buying your time back. Uh, I'm gonna talk about how you can build a brand, but leverage the brand to build wealth in multiple income streams, how to build multiple income streams, whether from your knowledge, through your current business, through ways you never even thought of. So you tie in the buy time, revenue streams all in one. It's going to give you more time, but also show you how to make more money in your business, which is so worth it. We're going to have fun. It is in a boardroom with Jake and I. You're going to get a lot of one-on-one interaction with us teaching from us. We're going to go through some strategies and we're also looking for other opportunities to work together. And then dinner that night, can we say where dinner's at? Uh, Django's, downtown Des Moines. D- Django's. I'm excited. I, I have not ate there yet. And it's oh, a you're in, for, you're in for a treat, Brandon. You're in for Look, a treat. I'm in for a treat. I'm looking I, for Well, I tell you food. what, everyone else who attends this event's in for a treat too because I have heard your message and, and how to build wealth and extra revenue streams and it has been a game changer. So... That's right. You have heard it. So I I like it. It's so where Jacob, if people want to attend this, uh, I know there's only so many spots left. Where can they go to get their ticket? Honestly, let's have a conversation. You can DM me on Instagram or 
Facebook, any of social media sites at Jacob K. Mead. Or you can go to my website, jacobkmead.com, and click on the workshop link. There will be more information there as well. November 9th, Des Moines, Iowa. Join Jacob and I. Uh, Jacob, before we go, any last thoughts to leave with the audience that they can keep them kind of just thinking differently about their business and growing? The biggest thing is, is take action. You're never going to make a change if you don't take action. I had to learn that a um, few years in my business. And if you don't take action, you'll be wishing you did a few years down the road. So good. I love that message. For those of you listening, take action. Come join us in Des Moines, Iowa. Until next time, we'll see you all later. <music>